This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward. Today's episode, let's talk about don't get stuck. I've had a lot of scenarios in in my life lately about what I perceive as people getting stuck. And my most frequent situation was with some contractors and we had some stuff that we needed to clean up and actually demo in some adjacent property. And I think I figured out that there are things in this world that we do maybe that are really hard or maybe we don't want to do them. Maybe it's not exactly in our wheelhouse. We don't want to tell somebody no or we don't want to tell somebody we can't or we don't want to tell someone that you're not going to make any money off of that so you don't want to do it. (laughs) You don't want to like let them down or whatever. I find this to be really prevalent within the contractor world. We recently had a situation where we needed some demo work. Contractor came out, actually came out twice um, and looked at the thing and was very positive and yeah, yeah, we'll get, get you some pricing and then just nothing. Total ghosting, like six to eight weeks went by and still nothing and we're still reaching out. And I think that I come to this conclusion that it's just something that this particular contractor did not want to do or wasn't really sure that it was going to make any money for them or what I don't whatever reasoning because he goes to me so I don't really know all he really needed to do was say I don't want to do this or I can't do this or it's not going to be good you need to think about getting somebody else that would have been a much better experience for me this is every contractor I have ever tried to work with this must be an industry challenge not to put contractors down because I have a really good one now but prior to him this is every single contractor that's part of the issue is there are contractors that are really good at their craft. They're really good at their trade, but they're not very good business people. And you know what? Insurance agencies can get into that as well. And that happens with insurance agencies. There's a lot to be learned from this. What happens is, is we get stuck and really what we could have done better is we could have just said we can't get to it or we could have just said I don't want to do that or or we could say it in a way that was you know professional and so forth we get stuck on that and we just don't know what to do and then we just sort of lock up and then we think the answer is to do nothing and just ghost people and that's the worst thing that you can do on the flip side I ended up turning to a friend contractor it's actually not in his wheelhouse. But what is in his wheelhouse is he is that business person that is a general contractor in one part of his business and he knows people. So Ryan's always got a guy. Within a couple of days of calling Ryan about this demo job, he's got a guy out looking at it. And then a couple of more days later, he's sending me a price and saying, looks like we're going to start on Monday. Ryan's not cheap, but I don't care. I'm going to pay for what Ryan wants to bill me because at the end of the day, he's going to get it done. He's going to get it done right. He's going to take care of business. And guess what? He called me back. You give me the call back. I'm yours. That's where we are in customer experience in our world today. Not only does that sound like customer experience, that almost sounds like online dating. I don't know about that world, but I can suspect that it's something interesting. Yes, for our single listeners out there, they can completely, completely identify with that. Strangely enough, in the Florida panhandle, you had the same challenge with realtors. Being from Louisiana, where realtors really have to work 
to be able to eat. When you're down here on the coast, houses, I guess, sell themselves. And I remember when we were looking at getting our first house down here, we had realtor after realtor after realtor that did not show up for house appointments. And the house that we ended up getting, I got the realtor on the phone and she said, oh yeah, I'm out at the beach, I forgot. I'm just gonna give you the code to let yourself into the house. And for all my realtor friends in Louisiana, when I told them this, they were so incredibly mortified. And we have found a good realtor. She's actually from Wales. So she's not from the Gulf Coast. So maybe that's the difference. But yeah, we have the same challenge with realtors down here in the Florida Panhandle. Like Wales, like Great Britain, England. Like Wales, like Great Britain. Okay. Which, by the way, that was a referral from our lender. Yeah. So we're not immune to this in the insurance industry. Matter of fact, we talk about this internally in our agency and amongst our partner agencies. And we could have just said no and made the customer experience so much better. And I don't know what it is that makes us do this. Maybe I'm of that same element. Maybe it's the salesperson and maybe it's part of my maturing these days. Maybe it's part of the independent agency system. We have so many choices that sometimes we have too many choices. And while we probably can solve the problem, the question question is, should we try to solve the problem? Like, is it good business to try to be everything to everyone? And the jack of all trade is the master of none is the way that saying goes. And so there's just a lot to this. It leads to getting stuck. And then we paralyzed around the the whole process and then we make a bad customer experience and we could have just ended it. I think this whole idea of not getting stuck as an agency owner goes so far beyond not calling someone back. I think sometimes we get stuck in that position of being a perpetual producer as opposed to moving beyond that position to really being a true entrepreneur. We talk about the book the e-myth a lot on this podcast. And if you haven't read it yet, I'm going to post that on our social media so you can reach out and grab that one because it is so important for you not to get stuck in working in your business and getting to that place where you can work on your business. Big fan of this book and have read this book multiple times. The good thing about struggling with comprehension is I tend to read things multiple times. And sometimes that happens over a period of time. I encourage you to do that, actually, especially if you're like me and your mind races all the time and you read six pages and you go, what did I just read? It might be a good idea to read it again. The thing that I learned through the e-myth is that every time I read that book, I learn something new. It is basically just this idea of moving from you created a job for yourself to you created a business that is supposed to be set up in a way that benefits you as the risk taker, as the investor, and as the owner. That is a huge thing for our agency owners to hear and producers that are becoming agency owners to understand. There is a way to structure your business so that over the course of time, it works for you. You do not just work for it. That is a huge 
huge piece of the subject matter of the e-myth. And so I encourage you to read it. Big understanding there. You don't have to be everything to everyone. And I think that's a critical piece. With the e-myth, there's a newer one that has come out called the e-myth insurance store. Why most insurance businesses don't work and what to do about it. I've got it in my audible right now. I haven't read it yet. Have you read it? I have not. Thank you for just now introducing me to the fact that this book exists. I think we talked about it back on somewhere around episode 50-ish. So anyway. I was a younger man. Yeah, you were a younger man then. But yes, there is one specifically designed for our business that's next on my audible reading list for my next trip. I thought I was supposed to write that book. Somebody else wrote that book before I could write that book. Is that what you're telling me? Yours is going to be better. I have faith. (laughs) One day. If y'all only knew, I've been trying to get Shane to write a book for about five years now, but it's going to happen. I have total faith. I've started writing the book a gazillion times, if that helps. And what's your word for the year? Finish. My word for the year is finish. Now we know why the word for the year is finished. During this hard market, I know that some of the challenges have really been figuring out how to present this bad news to clients on exactly how bad their rate increases are, right? And you got a phone call this morning from our Integra Rookie of the Year, Mitzi Fox, down at Avalon Integra, and she had some positivity that I thought was a really great idea that she gave to you this morning. Mitzi's a great agent and one of these recovering producers that's transitioning into agency ownership and doing an incredible job at that. And as she was our rookie of the year, as you mentioned, one of the things that we've seen and we've experienced it here in our retail agency with our sales executives having some positive experiences as well. And it is, okay, my price is going up, premiums are going up, rates are going up, everything's increasing. People know this. There's a little bit of softening there that's in that process. And now here comes the insurance side, which is now finally hitting them. So we're kind of getting hit over the head a lot and people upset, but even though they understand it and they understand that everything's going up, they're exhausted and they're tired about it. One of the things that's happened and and that that Mitzi's doing that I love and, and just kudos to her is that she has kind of taken this approach of, well, you know, if the price is going to go up, well, then let's make sure you're getting the most bang for your buck. Let's make sure you're getting great value. And she's doing some stuff around package and umbrella and multi-policy discount and watching her policy per customer. And she's actually found that umbrellas are actually an extremely value-oriented cross-sell right now that people are responding to. And it's like, you know, if my price is going up, I might as well get something for what I'm paying. And so that's sort of this approach that she's training her staff on. Kudos to her. If you do that, you just kind of walk away feeling better is what I've experienced with some prospects and customers. I think the biggest way that we get stuck doesn't come from there's this one particular call or one particular instance that's causing the challenge. I think it's when things really start to snowball on you. And right now with this hard market, we're in this place that we're trying to get new customers. We're trying to retain customers. We may not have the retention that we're used to having. And it's creating more work because we don't like to use the word remarket. But there's a lot of that going on out there as we're trying to save customers. So it's not that it's one thing. I think it's a snowball effect. And then as that snowball is rolling down the hill and getting bigger and bigger, that's when you really get stuck. 
stuck. Okay, so what's the East Texas equivalent of a snowball? A tumbleweed? But no, tumbleweeds are more West Texas. We're not a tumbleweed area. Is it a mud ball? Yeah, maybe a mud ball or, or something like that. But agents feel like they're playing whack-a-mole with this situation that you're bringing up, and that can get you stuck. Price going up, existing customer, new customers calling you. Where do you give your attention to? Where do you pay attention to? And it's a little bit of both. It's also just understanding that there's only so much you can do as an individual. And if you're still solopreneur in it and you haven't taken that step with staff, then you have to recognize that. You have to be able to create that environment. The other thing is not being afraid to implement some technology and agents within our organization have used one of two data gathering tools, one being Canopy Connect and the other one being Covey. And different agents have different preferences there, but I did a Canopy Connect update and just impressive process. And both are equally impressive and integrating with easy links now. If you're not using that tool because you don't like to do things that way, that's one of those checkpoints. Are you stuck because you have whack-a-mole going on and you've got all this stuff that you need to get to, but you're not actually using efficiency tools that can make you so much better. Or that you don't think you have the time to learn the efficiency tools to get so much better. An investment of a day is not going to kill you. Or being fearful of technology, fighting your way through that fear, I think that's something we have to do. And there's some really cool stuff out there for our industry right now. You have to be careful because there's a lot of shiny objects that go with that. I don't think that either of those subscription services, Covey or or Canopy Connect, are shiny tools. Those are not shiny objects. Those are real, valid data gathering tools that are helping independent agencies do business and reduce the amount of time they're spending gathering data. And that is time you could be spending in a conversational way, adding that umbrella, doing those things that shows more value because now you're not sitting there asking them a gazillion questions over the phone. One of the things I find fascinating is that over 50% of business owners never take a break during the day because they say they're too busy and they always have their phone near them. I think for some reason there's this fear that we're going to get left behind or FOMO or whatever. And the flip side of that is if you never take a break, then you're never going to have that time to focus on what you really need to be doing. Have that opportunity to let your brain be creative as a business owner. And you're just not going to have that moment to recharge that you need to. My smartwatch, if I sit too long, has this little alarm that goes off that tells me to get up and stretch. And then if I get up and I go to the refrigerator to grab something to drink or a little snack, it rewards me for quote unquote exercising because I'm sedentary all day, right? So it always kind of makes me feel bad that if I'm getting up to get a snack, my watch tells me I'm doing a great job. But You know, having those little reminders to get up, step away, I think can really help with this idea of getting unstuck. FOMO is the big deal here. For our boomers, FOMO is fear of missing out. FOMO is absolutely the big deal here, right? I do not have a smartwatch. There is a reason why I do not have a smartwatch because, oh my gosh, would my brain explode if I had something on my wrist 
alerting me, buzzing me, showing up, distracting me. My phone is plenty of that. And I think it's just brutally honest with ourselves. If we're just honest and not lying to ourselves, then we can design our environment to understand that maybe we do have too many distractions. Maybe there is a FOMO environment for us and we need to let go of it. My Dotson, which we've talked about many times on this podcast, Romeo. Romeo is 14 and he takes a little while to unwind himself out of his bed because he's got a stretch and he's got it. But the minute I open a bag of chips and he hears that bag of chips, all of a sudden, He's a two-year-old Dotson again, and he can fly out of that bed, and he can be ready to go. And I have determined that Romeo has one of the most severe cases of FOMO that I've ever seen in my life. There is something with that, with agency owners that are too wired, that are too unwilling to take a break, to disconnect, to have that thinking time. Our businesses as agency owners, our people, our staff that we are leading, they need us to change the way we work. They need us to move into having thought time. Thinking about your business is working. Creating growth strategy, creating new technology tools that is going to help you be more efficient and help your people or yourself do better work, faster work, it is working. All of that is working. Selling a policy is not the only thing that is working. That is something that I think all agency owners need to gravitate to is understanding that there is other types of work that goes with owning a business. One of the best things that you can do is to go into the next day with a plan. Looking at the same survey of over 5,000 business owners, 63% of business owners don't have a plan for the day when they get started. What happens in my world, and I'd be willing to bet that it happens in your world too, is that the first thing you do in the day is that you open your email, you listen to a voicemail, you check in on your social media, and then all of a sudden you have no control of your day because you're trying to react to what was in those things. I have a policy that I try to do two extremely productive things that I have to do that day before I open my email. Do I always accomplish that? No, but that's my personal goal is that I try to accomplish those two things, but I pretty much set up my day the day before. Now, I leave plenty of open time to do that stuff that you have to do that pops up, but if I don't do that, my day is completely out of control. Time management and taking that extra little time to plan your next day or doing something productive before you look at email or whatever, or finding a way to block time that email response. Email is probably one of the best and worst productivity tools to ever be developed because we sometimes treat email like it's a conversation tool. And I'm a big believer that email shouldn't be a conversation tool. Teams and chat on Teams is a great conversation tool. Email should be something totally different. There's lots of things and takeaways that we can get to if we just take this honest assessment of, am I going to move? Am I going to make this leap from sales producer to owner? Then I have to take some assessment of who I am and I need to make some adjustments and be willing to say no or walk away from some opportunities that may be not good for my business. Something that I've 
observed through this hard market. I wonder if it's a cause or effect of this feeling of agents being stuck. Is I'm not seeing agents marketing themselves as much as they were a year ago or two years ago. I don't know if that's the result of they've got so much to do in their business that they're letting that go by the wayside or if it's a I can't focus on new business because I've got to remarket all of these people. But I'm seeing a big downturn in how much people are promoting their businesses. Yeah, I think it's a combination of time and not allocating time and also maybe feeling like you don't have to because you've got enough business running at you naturally. Here's the thing on that though. The hard part about not marketing consistently and maybe putting a pause on your marketing is that when the market shifts, it is extremely hard to get that momentum up and running again. To me, there is possibly a slight pullback that you could consider, but stopping or severely slowing down your marketing engine is not a great thing because you're going to want it back running again when the market turns. And when the market turns and goes a little bit softer and the competitiveness picks back up and the direct riders have their billion dollar engines roaring, you want to make sure that you're marketing piece is still running consistently. I don't want to sound like a broken record here, but ask for help. You are stuck. Sometimes asking for help, talking through it will get you unstuck. It's really that simple, but for some reason, we don't want to admit the fact that we're stuck and ask for help. This is what I love about my experiences with Gen Zs and millennials is they're not afraid in my experience to ask for help. And Xers and certainly boomers, but definitely Xers because I am one and I have this problem. We have huge, huge amounts of pride and asking for help is like sinful. (laughs) I think I can do anything and everything And I've learned through failure that I cannot. There are things that I'm good at and there are things that I am not good at. I am not a good handyman. $100 service call for a 10-minute job that the professional plumber was going to make was so much better than me trying to do this little thing that I thought I could handle. We get into this where we think we can do anything and I think there's some generational stuff in there and it's just better to go with the person that does it all the time very, very well. Of course, they got to call you back. Mr. Contractor. But still, it's this thing of pride that I think we got to let go of a little bit. On top of that, if you're a business owner that has come out of working in the corporate world, beyond the pride in most corporate settings and in a lot of even large agency settings, not knowing how to do something and admitting that can be seen to the outside world as a sign of weakness. And depending on how competitive the environment co-workers could exploit that weakness. And it created within us a fear of getting fired, losing your job, not getting a promotion because there was a perception of weakness because you didn't know how to do everything. And let me just tell you, when you own your own business, you can't get fired because you're not going to fire yourself, probably. In addition to the generational challenge, there are corporate challenges that so many of us have faced. And that's a 
another reason that we have this internal struggle. Shame on leadership at the corporate level. And as we sort of go down this path of the sort of broad stroking the corporateness of our businesses in in the world today, shame on the leadership side, shame on mid-management. It's probably rarely the top level leadership that has this mindset. It's generally at that mid-level management where they're climbing ladders and they're doing it at the expense of people and so forth. And yes, I think you're right. There is a ton of this, especially when agents come from the captive corporate world into the independent agent world. I've had many, many conversations about it's okay that you didn't know this or that you didn't do this thing. But when it's ingrained in you over five years, 10 years, 20 years, then you just automatically revert back to that. It's just an indictment on corporateness and the world around leadership. And I think it's just terrible, shameful leadership that created an environment where people couldn't say, I don't know how to do that and I need some help. That doesn't change a person's value to me from my leadership perspective, from my business ownership perspective, I have a lot of long tenured people that work around me and servant leadership mindset, which is where I prefer to be. You can't take the approach of, what do you mean you don't know how to do that? That's your job. Or, well, you're fired. I mean, that just sounds so stupid to me. It doesn't work. You're not going to run a business or land yourself in a good long-term wealth building environment when that is your approach. And it shouldn't be your approach. Now, I'm going to say one thing about you can't fire yourself. Sometimes you should fire yourself for certain things. Okay. I know that wasn't the intention. No, you're the agency owner. You're not going to be able to fire yourself for not knowing how to do something. However, having an E&O claim because you didn't ask for help might fire your business altogether and sink you. That's a threat. So I think there's lots of little things that we have to change in our mindset because our talent is not our problem. Our talent is immense within the independent agency system, especially on the sales side. What we have to do is we have to adjust our mindset to be better agency owners and leaders and not bring that corporate culture into our new organizations that we're developing. I'm going to leave us today with this quote from Bethany Hamilton. Courage doesn't mean you don't get afraid. Courage means you don't let fear stop you. Attitude's a choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.